just the morals and values nowadays. I feel like social media just corrupted everyone's mind and it just, it's like poisonous. Like people just think of, I hear all this hot girl, whatever, just city girl, just all this garbage. Hot girl summer! Yeah, and just this, this <laughs> garbage and people like, especially with like social media and like just people just promoting garbage. Like it's yep. like saying it's okay for like Lizzo to be fat. Like that just, un, that just that's not acceptable. That's not okay for Kevin. Another episode of Adversity Kings, special episode. To get on this podcast, and if you actually work in my company, you've got to do 25000 in personal production, or you've got to do 50000 on our highest level leadership contract, which is our executive producer contract. And so Kevin was able to do 27000 27, yep. So he made Jordan Club, AK Club, and those are just sales awards. Um, got a pair of J's, yes, sir. right? Got mm-hmm. some AK gear. Now we're getting a podcast episode, so... Let's go. Let's jump right in. So, born and raised. Where were you born and raised? Right here in, oh, I'm in Lombard, but born in Naperville, Illinois. Yeah? Yep. And where are your parents from? Uh, my mom's from Mexico, and my dad's from New York City. Yep. Yep. And he's Polish? He's Polish. I'm, okay. Uh, Is he full Polish? He's Polish-German. Polish-German? So Polish-German, and uh, my mom's 100% Mexican. Let's go. Yeah. And, and then, do you are you bilingual? Unfortunately, no. no. They, they didn't want to teach me any any other languages because they thought they thought I get confused growing up. Yeah. Now I'm like kind of mad at that, but yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks. And then, which nationality do you think like influences like the perm you have? Yeah, you're you're a funny guy, dude. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, what do you the, think it is, Rob? This is this is all natural. That's the German. Man. The German no, perm. That's my mom, dude. My the mom. Mexican perm right there. The me- the Mexican perm, dude. Mexican perm. Dope. Let's go. Yeah. So, what was growing up for you like? Um, growing up for me was awesome. I mean, I can't complain. Didn't have some crazy story. I was blessed to be uh, in an amazing family growing up and financially stable. Um, I mean, I grew up in a pretty awesome neighborhood. Went to great schools, and um, but I was never really like handed everything. I didn't grow up. My dad was super, super poor growing up, and he kind of had the same like, hey, you got to get this everything done on your own too, just like I did. It wasn't like hey, here's all this money, go do whatever you want. That's where I, th- I feel like people go wrong, especially in the, n- the neighborhood I was in, is everything was handed to them. So people are just soft. Like yeah. people, that's why I feel like today, the, my old high school friends, they're in college now, everything's given to them, rent money, food for whatever they want. Hey mom, can I have, or dad, can I have a hundred bucks? I want to go to this concert. No, I've always been working since day one. Um, since like four? Like not since four, but I in my in my neighborhood I would go door knocking for weeds. I'd get, uh, not weed. I go door knocking to pick, take <laughs> at four. Pick, no, 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 no. This is at like twelve, thirteen. I would make. He grew flyers. up like how we grew up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't selling that, but um, I was. Hola. I was. Uh, what's it called? At thirteen, me and my buddies actually would go to the library, print some flyers, go door to door, say, "Hey, we can pick your weeds for this amount." We'd give them like an estimate, walk around the house. And we'd be doing that, <laughs> stacking up cash. What the hell was that like? Yeah, that's a big ass weed. Four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just depends Little weed, on. weed. That's gonna cost you a dollar. It just depends on how bad it was. So, Bunch of weeds over there. That's gonna be at least twenty-four dollars. Yeah, it was. Yeah, kind of just pull prices out of her. Let's go. But but it, it worked. Um, and then thirteen to like fifteen, I was just doing like door knocking, weed pulling. I would try to walk people's dogs. I'll do whatever I could. I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset. Where do you think it came from? Um, honestly, I, my dad. I always looked up to him. He's he's a successful guy, and um, <clears throat> man, what was he doing that like inspired you to want to hustle? Um, coming from where I mean, his come up really, his story. Yeah, but you didn't see his come up. So like, he just told me about it, and I was like, yeah, wow, that's inspiring. So you started to like consciously attach to it. At what age did you become like? I don't feel like my like. Like brain started until like nine or ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before then, I don't really remember. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember since <clears throat> I mean probably like mm, right when I got to high school, freshman year. Fifteen's when your brain started. Yeah. Start kicking in hard right then. That's when like the entrepreneurial mindset kicked in. Like yeah. my brain was somewhat working prior to that, but oh, okay. Right when I knew, it was like, okay. When do your memories start? Like when do you like can you like really recollect a lot? Because for me, it's like for some reason it's like like eight. Uh, yeah, it just depends on how important the memory was. I, nah, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know, it just depends. But, like, consistently, like, after, it's like, all right, I can definitely kind of, like, recollect them. Third, I mean, 
just depends on the importance, but like 13 and on, I guess. Okay, yeah. so three years ago? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's the end of the... No, I'm just nah. <laughs> okay, so he starts... Or he's telling you about his story, and that inspires you to hustle. And yeah. so from there, right around high school, you start to... Like, from the weeds, what do you go into next? So weeds, then I go into my first restaurant job, because my dad's like, well, you got to realize the value of money. You don't value the money until you actually work for it. And I was, I started my first job at 16 at Noodles and Company. So I was cleaning bathrooms and um, working the register and I was making, I was working like 40 hour weeks and making like a couple hundred bucks. And I was working full time in high school. Yeah. Um, I was not a good student in high school, but I was working full time. You play sports? No, I just went to the gym. Yeah? Yeah, went to the gym. And, um, oh, that's another thing my dad inspired me to do. Uh, go to the gym. He was into bodybuilding his whole life. Yeah. Um, what else? I was also like almost anorexic, and I was getting like bullied for it. So I wanted to make a change anyway. Yeah. But I looked up to my dad for that. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. So after high school, uh, not after high school. <clears throat> fast forward from the noodles and company. 2017. I was actually watching a bodybuilding video um, from this guy named Callum Von Moger, and in that video, someone was talking about Bitcoin. And I was like, wow, this sounds pretty dope. Yeah. And at the time, I saw the volatility was like going up like this and skyrocketing the price. I was like, hmm, maybe I should dump some money in it. Because my original goal is once I turn 16, I've always saved all my money. So birthday money, all the money I've earned, because my goal is buy a Mustang GT for my first car. So I had a good amount of cash stacked away. And um, so I was like, okay, I heard about Bitcoin, started doing some research a couple months in, bought my first whole coin in 2017 for about... I want to say like $5,000. I have to go back to my Coinbase account to see the exact amount. But that was my first big purchase. So I was like, okay, you know what? Dad, I'm going to use, if you can make an account, I'm going to buy under your name because it's a minor. So I bought my first coin under my dad's name at 2017. So I don't even know, was it 15, I was 16 or 15 years old or something like that. And um, it went up to like 20-something thousand. And we had our first bull run. And then it crashed. So my account went from like, 20, 30,000 to like $5,000. And I was like, I was like, I actually almost got like anxiety from that. I was checking my account every minute, like a junkie or something, seeing the prices go like this and then boom. So it, it dipped for like a couple years, 2019 hits, 2020, I started getting back into it. And then that's where I made a lot of money by trading it. And uh, then I dropped out of school, college, because um, I never was going to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. So I think it's a waste of time for me, the path I was going. Did you drop out before this job or after this job, after you found this job? I dropped out before this job, but um, I hated school always. And I always say I hated it because most of the stuff is just busy work, like BS in my opinion. Um, so I just hated school work and I thought it was pointless for me because I'm always, I had like the black sheep mindset of just going my own path, doing the opposite of what most people do, so like quote unquote, like an outlier. Yeah. Um, but I, I was actually. Well, my mom said, "Okay, you dropped out of school." Well, when I told her that, she was like crying and stuff, and I was like, "Man, I gotta make something work." So, um, I was gotta make something work. I started working at Costco, pushing shopping carts. <clears throat> in the meantime, to just generate some income. She's like, "Okay, well, if you don't get a, you gotta do something. Like you're not just gonna be a loser and do nothing." So I got a part time job at Costco pushing shopping carts in this like from I did that for about six months so I was in December I was pushing shopping carts in the snow I was getting sick from it because it's just so damn cold the wind blowing my face all the time but I got sick and I was like man I'm, I'm tired of this so I was looking up stuff online I don't even know what I was doing honestly I was like man honestly I was kind of stuck I was like what am I going to be doing like I really don't even know I just have to find something and then my dog Robert Jackson <laughs> my mentor slash boss um I saw his advertisement, so it was someone, I think it was, it was someone asking, like, hey, how much money did you make this week? And I saw a bunch of people, he's like, $20,000. I was like, BS, complete BS, skip past the advertisement three times. The fourth time I clicked on it, I was like, okay, I'm going to send Rob a message. I'm literally pushing carts in the snow, making 50, 15 bucks an hour, and I was like, what do I have to lose? I really have nothing to lose. Um, I was like, I hit him up. I called him on my drive. I was driving home from the gym. I was like, yo, Rob. Um, I, I told him a little bit about my, 
a little bit about myself. He's like, all right, come to the office, check it out. Um, he's like, this is what you need to do. It was on career night, actually. It was like yeah. December career night. And then um, I knocked out my course in like a week, like start to finish like a week, 10 days. And then I've been in here every day since with his guidance. He told me, I, I will literally make you like so, so rich if you just follow my footsteps. Like I'm gonna tell you the path you need to take. Same thing for you. You gave me the vision. I just have to implement what you told me. And it's working really well so far. I mean, I've made a good amount of money in this job. And um, how much do you think you made since you started? Like $34. Yeah, thirty yeah, $34. <laughs> uh, nah, so in seven, eight, I've been here for seven months, uh, seven full months. So in seven months, I probably made about $70,000 so far. Um, and that's just a college dropout with no experience of any sales prior to this. Um, just a drive and just um, have set pretty large goals in mind. And, um, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity, like beyond grateful. But yeah, it's pretty much where I am right now. That's insane, bro. Imagine if you never, never saw the ad or I never posted the ad. Yeah. It was crazy because I was running that ad for since July of last year. So nobody, I had 352 messages, bro. And nobody was answering. Nobody was coming in. I had all these people keep saying, oh, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. And then, uh, you know, you came in and actually, uh, you know, stayed the course and, and knocked it out. So that's 351 people that could have been in your shoes of where you're at right now. And, you know, you took the initiative and did it, bro. And it's crazy to find out. What if you didn't find the opportunity? That's what I like to think, because I had nothing going for me when I saw his ad. So it was the same situation, you know, and I wouldn't be nowhere if I didn't find his uh, his ad. And then what would I do if I didn't find it? So it's crazy. Real crazy, because their story sounds a lot like his. You know what I mean? When I was driving out into the field and running my ads and he called me. You know what I mean? And I couldn't understand him. Talk to him. Ubonics? Enunciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Ubonics. All right, so now you're at the point where you're seven, eight months in, and you're starting to have a vision of you know really expanding and building your insurance business. And so you're probably got a team now of what four or five guys, uh, consistently showing up about about ten. Ten. Yeah. And Eight where you want to get is you want to be a millionaire in the insurance business, and you're going to need at least probably ten times bigger squad you know what i mean so how long do you think it's going to take you to get from 10 to 100 and get everybody got to sell insurance like we don't just freaking hire here if you don't sell insurance you don't get paid so it's like our product is insurance not recruiting so um but getting there and building that team size what's the plan what's the game plan how long is it going to take excuse me i think in um honestly like less than two years yeah yeah because it's just a doubles game yeah i feel like the hardest part's the start um once you get everyone vision casting and see the vision and actually seeing results, yeah, um, I feel like it'll just double itself over time. Yeah. yeah. And what's your future vision? Like, where do you want to live? Where do you want to be? Florida. That's my future goal. Um, retire my mom. You know, Simon wants to open a Miami office. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah Florida's my goal. Getting to real estate as well eventually. Would you go to Miami? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I want to move there anyway in the future. Yeah, so the what he wants is like a team to go down there and they got to be doing like 100K a month and like get at least four or five codes a month. That would be sick. So how know. much you do last month, 70? 80. Team-wise, 80. 80? Yeah. So you just need to get one more good guy in your deal and consistently do that for a quarter. So go do 300,000 in a quarter with 12-plus codes. And <coughs> you, do you have a I Spanish am. speaker on your deal? I do. Yeah, so you just need to Multiple, yeah. Yeah, so. You should smash that this month, bro. You should hit 10 codes this month. We could send you to Miami in January. That's crazy. You know what I mean? You could spend Chicago winter in Miami. How would you like that? That'd be amazing. That'd be sick. I mean, that'd be crazy, yeah. Well, here's the game plan. Just wake up later than you do now. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. I just got to definitely start waking up a little earlier. This is Rob said he's out for a game plan. Good for him. Nah, but Maybe I'm. Fall mode. Here's what I need you to do. Get up at 2 o'clock, tell Tristan you lost <laughs> your phone. <laughs> Get here at 3. Yo, yo. Don't go to bed till 3. Bro, it's time to the bus. No. Nah, Stay nah. up all night and all day and don't sleep. <laughs> NZT. We take NZT 48. Mm-hmm. Better than the <clears throat> limitless leading brand. Simon said he's changing the uh, RGA and MGA meetings to... 9.30 Eastern, so it'll be a half hour later here. 
3 Central. Don't what is that Fridays? Yeah. Right. No, his are Mondays, right? That's what I was going to yeah, say. I thought it conflicted with our uh cuz usually it goes an hour, right? And we have the 9 a.m. leadership meetings at 9. Uh, yeah, so we probably meetings. or maybe we do them 30 at 9:30 to 10. Yeah, it'd be like 30 minutes. To 10. Um So what's your dream car? Dream car. Man, I'm I'm about to be getting one of them, honestly. The AMG GT, it's one of my dream now cars. Now that's going to be like one of the hardest cars out there. Yeah, seriously. It's that's that car? Yeah, it is. Yes, it's that car. Yeah, yeah that's going to What are you going to do with the Jeep? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, uh, it's for my my winter car. Yeah, yeah so you yeah. basically have the hardest cars. Yeah. yeah. Now, we'll have to see it in person. But I know for sure if you like wrapped it insane, you would I don't, for sure I don't know if the camera can pick this up, but I'll show you like a little picture here. If you send Aaliyah a picture, it's a track car too. If like you the guy modded it, have it as a track car. If you send her a picture, she might the editing team might <clears> be able to get it. I'll send you a picture. Here's the uh, here's the what the hell is this? This is uh, I don't know if you can see that, but that's the whip right there. Yeah, we can see it. Okay, cool. Yeah, pick that up next week, right? You're gonna have yeah, to next week. I'm flying out to Utah yeah. on uh, Wednesday. And um, he's actually he's actually taking me on the track too, um, but the previous owner, it's a stage three tune, it's like seven sixty five horse, Holy and shit. carbon ceramic brakes. It's fully like modded out. Um, what else? Uh, professional race car driver used to track it too. It's like signed by him and stuff. It's pretty dope. Now, Some cool history behind. Now, it. will you are you like you know Justin's kind of scared to like put put the gas on a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. no, I got a lead foot. Yeah. So you'll like you'll oh, take it for a ride yeah. and like yeah. you'll fucking rip it a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. That's Thank the point. God. That's like that's like not that's like having dope shoes and not wearing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, right? get, I I don't can't get the point of that. Oh, I just box them. Why'd you buy them to box yeah, them? Dude? Yeah, no sense. You but, know what I mean? But yeah, my, my dream car, really. I mean, this is like insane. This car, but uh, probably a Lamborghini Huracan Performante. That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't really have any. I mean. That's it. Just Lambo. You gotta think. You gotta get bigger than that. You, you need at least the SVJ or the Koenigsegg, Koenigsegg one, bro. Sick, bro. Yeah, oh, Koenigsegg yeah. one. Those bro. are dope, but man, I'm, I, don't know, I don't know if I can justify spending like three mil on a car. Oh, easily. Oh yeah, Koenigsegg, bro. That should be crazy. You like, just gotta think bigger. House, honestly. Like, Plus, you gotta like, be living why in Dubai, you be bro. Why a billionaire? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think mm-hmm. a billionaire worries about spending three million dollars? No one, no one ever does it buy something because they can't justify it or they don't want it. They just don't have the fucking money. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people that have the money always justify making the purchases because you spend. It's like I, I made a post the other day. I said, people aren't like greedy. They're not stingy. They just aren't fucking rich. Yeah. Because if you was rich, you would give it up. You know you're what right, I mean? You right. give in proportion to how much you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not working. I'm doing a podcast with the Nump Boys. Yo, Big Sam, dude. <laughs> You're on a podcast. How, uh, I have a, a, a newer guy on my time. Too much here right now. Thanks How's it going? I wanted you to meet him. How's it going? <laughs> good. Yeah, good day. What's your name? Parker. Oh, that's my name. <laughs> no, I, I know your name. I've seen your TikToks. He's no. seen your quick talk. No, I'm, no, I'm uh... I'm Rick Turnbuckle. It's nice to meet you. Rick Turnbuckle, bro. I'm, I'm making a podcast right now. You're 24. No, no, no. How much, how much did you make last year? Yeah, I made $44 million last year. All right. Did you need something? I feel like I'm losing brain cells on this podcast. No, well, I didn't know if you had free time, but... Yeah, I got free time. Does he have a question? Well, you're making a podcast. Yeah. Well, no, I just, well, It'd be great for me to share it on here. Because he, um, I mean, you showed me how to do everything whenever I first started. So it's like, where, if you have like just a piece of advice for him. Yeah, I mean, how how serious how serious are you about this? I'm dead serious. I already told Sam like I'll go, I'll go two years, uh, living like on a dollar a day just to like, no. make this happen. Well, that's the right mindset to have, but you're not going to have to live on a dollar a day because it's entrepreneurship, not entrepreneurship in, in, in a company that already has the infrastructure built up. So if, if, if I were to tell you, here's what I would tell you. You're in the hands of somebody that I, I got to single-handedly spend a significant amount of individual time developing and learning what not to do and what to do. So this is somebody that's taken the full brunt of my failures as a leader and, and 
been able to build up for himself a life where he can travel quarterly and got this nice Mercedes, you know what I mean? And just the life that he has and the money that he's had, and it, it doesn't compare to, I would say, the the value that he's developed himself internally as a human. That doesn't compare to, you know, all the all the materials that he has. You know what I mean? That's just a fr- that's a fraction of fruit that he's produced by the man that he's become. And so I can tell you, you don't really need to hear much from me if you just do everything that he tells you to do. And what I'll tell you that Sam has done very well even to this day is just he's really good at not getting unfocused. You know what I mean? And so it's like if you can get really good at staying focused for an extended period of time, you're going to make a lot of money. And more importantly, you're going to become a man that is worth becoming and that you're going to look in the mirror and love yourself for who you are mentally, physically, spiritually, and just respect yourself. You know what I mean? So it's like you're going to build up the confidence to do this business at a very high level in direct correspondence with how you do the things you don't want to do when nobody's watching, but you know you should do them. You know That's what separates like great people from losers is can you consistently, opposed to just this verbal announcement of I'll go two years, well, can you go two years? Can you go longer than two years? How big is your vision? Is it... Is it really just to work for two years, or are you down to work for a lifetime? So there's there's no complicated or complex advice or secrets or tips I can give you outside of, you know, take this playbook that he's going to provide, this simplistic playbook for you to become a millionaire and run with it for decades. You know what I mean? Give yourself such a long horizon that you can sit down as an artist and go and build a beautiful life with minimal mistakes. You know what I mean? So it's like if I sat you down and said, hey, you need to give me a perfect drawing, but you have an hour. Or if I sat you down and said, give me a perfect drawing, you have a lifetime, which one do you think will be more detailed and more perfect? Lifetime. The lifetime. So don't give yourself two years, dog. Give yourself a lifetime because you deserve the best. Thank you. Yes, sir. Real quick, the one thing I wanted, like, specific piece of advice was like for him it's like i almost have to tell him to like slow down like like that was like one of the mistakes i made like early on like he struggles with like like he was up to like 3 a.m last night like like we were in the office till 11 all these different things and like like you know it's good that you have that drive but like i think advice on like that yeah i guess you know as as much as i would say like on a surface level i regret how hard i worked because i feel like it messed me up like neurologically and like it cost me financially falling asleep behind the wheel five times. But at the same time, I'm worried if I did slow down, would I've gotten to where I'm at as fast as I did. But I I do think I could have worked more efficiently. So I used to not like when we did our appointments, I didn't map quest them. So they'd be all over the place and I'd be wasting hours of driving. So you've got to think in regard to your business and your life. Are you figuratively speaking? Are you going hours you know what I mean, and, and waste of your day when you realistically could have gotten a significant amount of work done between 8 to 9 and gotten sleep by 10 and gotten back up at 6. So you got still 8 hours of sleep. You know what I mean? So it's like you need to just make sure you just spend a half hour, an hour every morning just breathing and not just, you know, sitting there fucking breathing and wasting time, but like actually just in a calm state of mind, analyzing my day and piecing your day together like a wizard. You know what I mean? Like a like a choreographer, like building a beautiful dance and making sure that everything is pieced together efficiently. Rich people today aren't hard workers. They're smart workers. So you need to make sure you're leveraging your time properly, and that's what I wish I would have done, and I know Joey has done very well, is because it's like it's. I think it's admirable to go write a lot of business, but it's honorable to develop and lead a business of 50-plus individuals that are making six figures you know what i mean and in doing so you now free up your time to spend time thinking developing and building relationships which you know i know on a surface level it's analyzed it's like oh well you're not doing much well it's like it's still more honorable for you to go and share the opportunity and as quickly as possible put yourself in a position similar to joey um and that's going to become that's going to only happen through duplication and you're only going to be able to duplicate yourself by leveraging your time properly That's just one thing I want him to, like, keep in mind is just, like, you know, anything I need to. Fire. Thanks Yep. If you guys need anything, let me know. Thank you. Yes, sir. Peace. Nope. So, 
We got the whips on the way. Yeah. What are you got? What are you doing? I'm showing them the DMG you sent me. Uh, oh, snap. I was wondering why you over there looking crazy. Like that. <laughs> that explains it. Mm -hmm. That explains a lot. So, you want to live in Miami? You want the Lambo, Huracan? What about, like, what's the dream, uh, what's the dream, like, spouse for you? Oh, spouse. As of right now, I, I'm not even thinking about women just because it's a huge distraction. So, you're um, thinking about women? Huge distraction. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, the wrong relationship is a huge distraction. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, it's the wrong. That could be friendship, parents, the wrong relationship, and sometimes it's the right person but wrong season. Yeah. But sometimes it's the right season and the wrong person, and they just never gonna fit. I guess you said dream. What was yeah, it? what's your dream woman, dude? Dream woman, uh, so someone very like-minded that can understand the. I hate using this term because it's ugly. So, it's no hell no, dude. Oh, okay. But no, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying like the, I hate this word now because it's so like everyone uses it. Entrepreneur, like minded, but like just someone that's like can understand the hustle, that's into fitness, um, just a loving, caring, like feminine woman. Um, mm -hmm. What about masculine? No, dude. No. <laughs> what about masculine? Um, yeah, I don't really. Let's honestly, lift. I, don't, I don't even have a type really. Just, if I like you, get Kevin. along. Yo, dude. <laughs> probably, turn, probably transitioning or something. That'd be rough. Whoa. Whoa, dude. We can cancel for that? Yeah, let's delete that shit. <laughs> All right, but, um, okay. So Rob comes, you, you go over to Rob's house for dinner, and, you know, his girl's cooking, and all you hear is, punch. Now I'm running out. <laughs> what is Rob doing? He better hit her. If shit. I hear that, bro, um, Let's just say that bang, <laughs> boom, straight to the moon, dude. <laughs> bang, boom, straight to the moon. <laughs> One of these days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? One of these days. Okay, so feminine. Yeah. Nails done, eyebrows done, wearing, like, dresses, and uh, just feminine woman. So, like, like, if she's not, like, her nails aren't done, her eyebrows aren't done, she's, she's in her sweats, like... You know, are you gonna still like talk to her? Are you gonna? Cheat I mean, on I'm gonna be all. All she has to do is just take care of the house. I mean, <laughs> I mean, take care of the house, make sure the laundry's done, and kids are. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna do everything for it. Just yep. Have your nails done. Have your hair done. Look beautiful. Exactly. That's it. Have your nails Let's done. Go. Have your hair done when come I come on, back. Dude. Come on, dude. Yes, sir, dude. <laughs> what? Yes, Why do sir. I feel like he workshops this every day? Every day, bro. <laughs> you got to make sure they know, bro. Because yeah. listen, how can a woman truly be? And her feminine energy, if she ain't being feminine, if she got all these problems and shit that I'm not solving, then she's gotta be masculine to solve the problems. Now, how right? were women historically feminine prior to nail polish and dresses? They had no problems. What do you mean? In regards to oh, you're saying how were they feminine with like, before nail polish? And, yeah. I go back to the fifties, bro. Like, I mean, they had nail polish. In the even 50s, no, I'm, I know. I'm saying like, no, I'm just the, every the values and morals. Yeah. The, just the morals and values nowadays. I feel like social media just corrupted everyone's mind, and it just, it's like poisonous. Like, people just think of, I hear all this hot girl, whatever, just city girl, just all this garbage. Hot girl summer! Yeah, and just this, this <laughs> garbage, and people are like, especially with, like, social media and, like, just people just promoting garbage. Like, it's, yep. like, saying it's okay for, like, Lizzo to be... Fat. Like that's just un that's just that's not acceptable. That's not okay for Kevin. That's not that's not acceptable. Plus, what like, is the what is the build the right woman for like build you? A bear? Like build a woman. Basically, yeah. <laughs> because think about it, women. The pro and it's not even women's fault, bro. The problem on this earth is weak men, right? So if a woman's not raised by the correct father figure in her life and she don't have a good relationship with her dad, he raises her incorrectly and she doesn't know. So what she doesn't know, she doesn't know, right? Arrogance is the same thing as ignorance. So if she grows up and doesn't know that. You know, this is how you should be as a woman in a relationship in regards to a man to where you both are sitting in, you know, both of your powerful, your strengths, you're standing on your strengths in both the relationship and you can be a power couple. And she doesn't know that, then you have to show her that. Now, providers in their loyalty and, um, you know, scarcity that no other man can have them. And every man wants that. Every man wants a woman no other man can have. And every man wants a woman that makes him look amazing and makes him look like the king in his own house. You know, and if you don't feel like a king is a man, you 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 automatically have to start to feel feminine. I, that's why I don't understand women that run men's houses or wives that tell men what to do. I would I would never let it happen. I got to lead and run my household. So, um, if you can build a woman and, and she's worth it and sacrificed, then yeah, by all means, if she's you're willing to go through that, you guys go through a lot together and you become closer because of it. But uh, most of the time, it's just a lot easier and a lot more simpler to just 
find a virgin woman because you, she'll be in love with you and you'll she'll do whatever you say. So where are you gonna find one? Uh, probably not in this country, but I, you know, I don't think that uh, necessarily that I would in a sense because, you know, the what I've been through in regards to my relationship with the the person that I'm with and and everything like that. It's been through a lot, and you know, she's actually done a lot to sacrifice and and grow and build herself. So. As long as she consistently works and tries at that every single day so and there, she becomes better, then is, I'm good. So there is, for a good man, then there is a, like, secret route for a impure woman to there is, know, yeah. work, work her way into your heart. Yeah, you can make up for it in different areas. So, for example, like, let's say you have a past that you regret or that you don't want or that maybe is not the most, you know, attractive thing in the world, but you can make up for it in the areas of, all right, well, I'm going to act as if, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the same thing as a man, bro. If you're a man and, and you have a history of, you know, you know, maybe you weren't faithful to a lot of women and, yeah. and, and things of that nature, then you can act as if and you can uh, force yourself to grow and become better through through God. You know, anything's yeah. possible. But, yeah, good. If or when I were to get married, I probably would never be from someone from America, honestly. Yeah, true. Especially those are done. I don't know. I'm just, not, not, I wouldn't take most of them seriously, at least the ones I've been with. I would agree with the society is broken as a whole, and I think it starts. It's the men's fault. I don't. Yep. I wouldn't put the responsibility on the women. I would agree with Rob in regard to an insecure, broken man is is created in the home, and that breaks society. Like the easiest way to to cripple and take over and annihilate a country is to annihilate the household. You know what I mean? A divided house won't stand. A house divided, obviously, is not going to stand. So I agree with that in regard to. Weak men make horrible times, and horrible times make hard men, and, and that's the cycle that we're in in America right now, and obviously that's where you discover us, where it's like weak, weak, weak men prior to us, maybe not directly all of our you know fathers, maybe me and Rob, but like your, your dad's a dope dude, so, but just, just throughout the world in general, I would say that's massively impacted just this, uh, this again, this just weird society that we live in where... You know, I don't know if it's just, you know, immediate appreciation that everybody seeks, that self-satisfaction through temporary you know, public, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, the public pleasure and public acceptance. So, you know, you have those, you know, excessively open individuals, and it's not just females. You know what I mean? It's males as well. With, you know what I mean? Any type of offense, then you immediately just start to change course of your mind and uh, want to kind of rebuke whoever it is that's stating something to you it's not like lack of freedom of speech or lack of freedom of expression even if all of this content was uh released it'd be like oh my god you know what i mean that you're being misogynistic or you're being you know body shaming is it maybe it's fatistic or something or now who, who knows what it is or it's like joe rogan got called like racist or something for uh i think for uh, making like health claims in regard to people shouldn't be overweight you know what i, I mean? think I people think are just snowflakes nowadays when it comes yeah, to all that, like, soft. you fast forward, I mean, backtrack, like, I don't know, even, like, a 10, decade, t- decade yeah, 10 years ago, decade. it was totally, like, com- comedians can't even say certain things nowadays without getting canceled or slapped. Yeah. It's like, it's a joke, man. Like, I mean, my dad was telling me stories about the stuff people used to say, I mean, in school, comedians, et cetera, oh, dude, but yeah. it's just a completely the different... workplaces? Yeah. Back- <laughs> Why do you think men are so weak nowadays? You know how many TikTok profiles will comment on my TikToks, and they're nameless Soft. and faceless. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors, mm-hmm. right? Makes zero sense. So, Rob, what's your opinion on a weak man today, and why are they weak? I why think... do they refuse to be <clears throat> opened or have their minds and their eyes open to, you know, stepping into their masculinity? Yeah, so I think that um, there's many reasons, really, re- regarding why weak men are, are weak. And I think that uh, everybody's born with, you know, some form of weakness, right? God gives us gifts and strengths and talents. And, you know, for, for every equal and opposite, there, or for every equal action, there's always an opposite, right? So if you have strengths and areas, you're obviously going to have weaknesses and areas. So most people, what do they typically do throughout their life is they stand on their strengths. When in regards to true discipline, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you need to have the discipline, the mindset, and you need to develop it and spend your entire life developing it because it is a lifetime, right, to create perfection. Your job as a man is to create the perfect man in all areas in a way that God described and in the way that, you know, um, that that you're supposed to be and how it's been for for thousands upon thousands of years because we had to instinctively. 
So to not go off on a tangent and to go back to the question you said of what creates a weak man, I think it's just a weak man who, like you said, things are, you can't hide from it, bro. You can't hide from who you are. Uh, the light's going to shine on who you are regardless, right? You ever get around somebody and then, you know, that person seems like this this type of person and then you really get to know them and then they're completely different or they start to show some different things they didn't show when you first met them. It's because eventually the light shines through of who you are. Uh, the, the outstanding individuals, people that are outstanding are individuals who when the light does shine through them, it's still, they're still solid. They're still solid men. So I think men that are weak are men that do temporary pleasure, uh, they succumb to all of their emotions, and, and and this is the thing. You know, men are logical creatures. They're supposed to be, so we all have emotion, but your job as a man is to remain stoic and to sort out the emotion and yet use the emotion as fuel. We are blessed as the only species to be able to think intelligently. So if you're making unintelligent decisions, you're going to become dumber, so you're going to become weaker. If you're not working out, you're going to become weaker, Right. Back in the day, think about thousands of years ago. If somebody were to go raid your village, would you be able to fight them off? I'm telling you guys that all the time. Yeah, would, would you be able to fight them off, or would you sit there and die because you're not strong enough to even fight off one man? Well, if they raided your village before 11 a.m., yo, your village is done. <laughs> yo, what did you say? But if they raid my village um, after 10 p.m., I'm done. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, though. Is like, see, that's the weaknesses in regards to to men it's just your habits man your habits are who you are so you're going to shine through you can't live a life in regards to you can't have a, an amazing life if you're not an amazing person you can't be a weak ass dude like men you know what you need to be yeah, bro yeah like every man there's no way i don't care the environment you grow up in if you grow up in a soft ass house and and i would just use this loosely like i don't think musicians are soft but let's say like I grew up in a house and my parents were like pianists. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like no one worked out. Nobody like we just ate normally, but there was no aggression allowed in the household. We are biologically wired. You know what I mean? Like the, our DNA and the blood and everything that flows through us. Historically, your conscious will relate back to who we were ancestrally yep. speaking. You know what I mean? Like that's why when I, when I, when I said, I don't believe in gold diggers, you know what I mean? Like, I, I believe there's more depth to it than just surface level. She just wants, she just wants an old man with a lot of money, or she just wants a man with a lot of money. It's like she wants a provider. Yep. Wealth is just a relation to provision. Yeah. Right. So well, nothing's changed. The the caveman that provided the most and could show the best hunting skills got the most women or the best woman. Yeah. That like, would you not expect that to happen? Right. Like, that's how the world operates. You know what what I mean? would like, they do when they hunt? They would trade the fur of the animal for yes. currency, for money. Yeah. yeah. So they were the wealthiest. The best hunters were the wealthiest because they had the most currency and, and barter skills to have. And you as a father, you wanted your daughter to go to whoever could provide the most. Exactly. You know I mean? yep. So it's like it, it blows my mind when someone's like, oh, I don't want my daughter with a gold digger. I don't want my daughter with some rich man. It's like, look, you know, people can get their heart broken regardless. I want my daughter. You better be rich, breaking your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, least, plus, that's the problem. Standards. That's what you said, weak men. The problem is no one cares about the Rolls Royces if you have titties, right? So no one cares if you're fat as shit and you get out of a nice-ass car. No one's going to respect you or care. People only want from you what you validate yourself with, right? So, for example, you have money. Everybody knows that, right? But you validate yourself not with the money that you have, but you validate yourself with your fitness, with your intelligence, your self-development, your waking up early and yeah, hitting the gym. That, anything that reflects your character is exactly. validation. You know what right? I mean? So if it's a weak, broken temple, you're a weak, broken man. You won't be able to produce anything yep. you know, worthy. Your offspring... And not your offspring just physically, not on like just a human biological level, but on a materialistic level and then on an eternal level as well, your virtues. Just a complete, complete representation of who you are. Are you the man or are you a loser? Yes. You know what I mean? Like without any lack of better words to describe it. And you can't fake it either, bro. That's one thing people try to do nowadays is they, they spend so much time trying to fake shit and, and be somebody that they're not. Exposed. Yeah, they get exposed, bro. And it's even worse. It's even yeah. worse because it's like it's one thing if you're open and honest about who you are and you're willing to change it and you're on your path changing it because yeah. a woman will and – we'll, and we'll end this topic on women. That's fine. Um, but a woman will wait at the finish line and pick out the winners, right? But even more what a woman wants to do more than that is she wants to make a bet on a man – that returns her investment. So she wants to find a man that's on his way on the journey and say, you know what, this man's starting a journey, but I'm going to bet my life 
my you know loyalty yeah, my on, the come up on him and, and then and then he blows up she's gonna feel so good dude she's yeah. just gonna be so happy that she got with you and that's what men are so scared of they're scared of women cheating or leaving them or, or anything like that a woman won't leave you if you're the right man you should not be chasing women as a man. A woman should be chasing you. That's how the dynamic should always go. Yes. Because if she chases you and she finds you, she's happy she got you, she's with you forever. Yeah. As long as you don't fuck it up. And uh, and I think that's it, man. And and most yep. people, they chase women. And then when women that's are like, That's how got her boyfriend. She chased him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And she bet on Justin. And look at Justin. She made a good investment. This man's killing it right now. She... Right, exactly. I don't think there's like... You know what I mean? Like, I. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. How to be a man. That's it. Have to be. Yeah. Sometimes the absence of a good male figure, very rarely, I would never want to run the risk with my son, but. Yeah. Very rarely a diamond will be exposed from the rough and forged, not even exposed, forged through years of pain. No, no, no. You don't. Yes, huh? I used to beg you to come to church. <laughs> I'm saying, but you didn't have a dad, but you had a relationship with God. Yes. Plus, you had Simon, the godly warrior. But prior to that, you know what I mean. I didn't. There was no father figure yeah. from 10 to 18. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, you figure, and 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 I had some family comments and sideways shit on Facebook about stop blaming your dad. It's like you're only getting a small context of what I'm saying. I'm stating his absence, but his presence was very powerful. Because the world would view it, and as I look back on it more and more, it's kind of like I've, I've uh, retracted some of the statements of I've made earlier in my career about growing up in poverty. We didn't grow up in poverty. Maybe a barely American poverty. You know what I mean? Because most people you don't meet aren't, aren't in America, aren't in food bank lines and, you know, food stamps and things like that. I mean, maybe it's a little more common now, but it's still that's still in the grand scheme of things. We're still if being poor in America, is like being rich in like some third world country. So it's like. I can't say we were in absolute poverty, but retracting in some of the things I've said about my father as I get older and older and realize just how grateful I am for how tough he was for the small period of time he was he was in my life. I think I wouldn't we wouldn't be who we are today if he wasn't as tough as he was. And so courts would have labeled it as abuse. But now I'm looking back like he just wanted me to be an excellent man. He yep. may not have delivered it the best way always. But as I look back on it, I, I wish my family, and I hope we cut this part up and you guys see this, I wish you knew how much I love and appreciate my dad for the things that he did do and tried to do. Yep. And I feel like he, I feel like I feel like in, in today's society, we put a lot of a lot of negative pressure on us men as well. Where you have a lot of I think the highest suicide rate is is uh today in th today's decade and today's ages. And it's mainly men, you know what I mean? And I think there's it's the conflict between men desiring to be more manly, but society demanding that they be more feminine. And so they've got this internal, like, polar contrast that's just causing, like, an internal combustion. But I could think, like, society probably, like, misunderstanding our dads and putting so much pressure on them that they just kind of, like, not broke under pressure, but, like, torn between knowing, like, what will make a good man. Because the men that raised our dads went through war. And yeah. the men that raised their dads went through war and right. establishing America and fighting racism and segregation and surviving taxes the Black Plague and, and all that fucking shit. Just surviving. You know what I mean? I think before 1900, survival rate after five was, before five was 50%. So half of this room would be here. You know what I mean? Just, just before five years old. So I think I, I give a lot of, as I get older, I give a lot more respect uh, and appreciation and love to my father. Same. And yes, sir. If he reached out right now, like, you know, I don't know how Leah would feel, but, like, I would just, cool. I, I, yeah. I think my family feels like I don't forgive, and I don't think there's much to forgive. I don't think it was, I think you made some poor decisions. We all make poor decisions, and it could have, like, could easily be you. It could easily be me. You know what I mean? Like, I look up to Wes Watson a lot. Did a 10-piece. You know what I mean? I don't think that, like, makes him a bad, I don't think your past defines you. It's your present. So it's, like, I think the only thing that, you know, my family should know is, like, feel like me and my dad are both stubborn your dad's stubborn like yeah. he'll go his whole life not reaching back out ever yeah. again because we had a, an argument you know to end with what i would tell you is like well, that's weak that's weak yeah that and the only reason i'm not reaching out to, and any of the family is like i feel like it should be some like 
I've heard families say the kids should always reach out. Like, I'm cool with respecting my elders. I'm still, I was saying yes, ma'am, this morning to a random stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a millionaire. I don't, yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? But out of humility and out of respect and love, it's just who I am. But I feel like there's got to be some reciprocity. Imagine being with your girl and you're, she, you ever been with a girl and she's like, I, what, you're not expressing your love enough for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not doing enough for me. Well, if you're the only one making effort, how do you feel in that relationship? Yeah, it feels like shit. Yeah. It's an imbalanced relationship. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm, and here's my thought is like with, with family, it's the same deal. Like I'm not going to be the only one just because I'm the youngest. Like, oh, you're young. Y'all need to reach out. Like, can you, can you reach out 60% of the time? Yeah. 30%, 10%, just reach out once. That's all I need. Like people are like, somebody, somebody commented, it's like, you can't, you can't post Proverbs and then, and then, you know, flame your dad and not forgive your dad. It's like, you're watching 2% of this. You don't know the full context. You don't know my heart. You don't know the situation behind the scenes. Yep. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Like my, yeah, my yeah. If like, you truly oh, love man. somebody, bro, and you truly think about them all the time, you can't stay away from them. I mean, that's a, that's the truth. Plus, it's what you told me when I first started. You said, and, and how, are we better than God is what you have to ask yourself because God gives grace upon everybody and yes. forgives everybody. So if you're not willing to forgive somebody else, you know, you don't have to forget, but you can forgive what what they've done and you can like you said wipe the past clean my dad and i just talked the other day and we don't have the best relationship but i still respect him yeah. and everything that he's done for me uh we all make poor decisions i think it's our men. job as men to unite yeah. as men across different races religions yep and beliefs and unite and protect and i think there's a war against men right now yeah there is and always. so we have to like i would want to have i would hope to repay my dad by trying to be a good impression on him and a good yeah. Keep that name going. His life for everything that he did to help me become who I am today. So that's where it's like if you reach out, like I'm 100 cool. You want you want to come make a trip? Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Yeah. Vice versa. You know what I mean? Like that's all. You know what I mean? So I think that's something. Just always remember that, and always remember like even if it's on like the borderline, like man, you still run the risk of like you said you and your dad had a little bit of an argument. It's like you always run the risk of we had an argument today, but me and my dad haven't talked. So if he don't wake up or I don't wake up. We end in stubbornness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing I do think <clears> about is, like, because I'll roll the dice with it. You know, he rolled the dice with it. If he don't wake up or I don't wake up, we ended with, you know, whatever that Italian, the feng shui or whatever it is, the F-U in Italian. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that's one thing. If you guys are, like, cool and ain't nothing, like, too bad, my advice would be, like, our dads are older. Give them the respect. Just tell them, like, hey, we had a disagreement. I love respect you, but I, I'm thinking, like, man, if you didn't wake up tomorrow... I would want my last words to you to be, I love you. So what about uh, your dad? What are three things that he he taught you that you use every single day that you think about? Like three amazing pieces of advice, three three things that if your dad were to pass away and you read his eulogy, yeah. you could read three things. What would be the three things you would read that he taught you? I never forget where you came from. You always said that. I mean, not that I came up from somewhere like horrible, but uh, I know where he came up from and just something I look, I always remember that. Um, do the best and everything. If you're going to do something, do it right. Don't half-ass yeah. it. Give it your 110% effort. And, I mean, just discipline and hard work. It's really, I mean, everything you do. Try try your best in everything. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think one thing people should look at is Socrates. That's pretty much what this episode, what we spent a significant amount of this episode just talking about. That's what describes Kevin's success, Rob's success, my success, is specifically you young men. Socrates, he states this quote, and he says, what a shame is it for a man to spend his whole life to never see his full physical peak potential. And for me, I've dissected that even further because for me, it's not just physical. It's mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. What a shame is it to be a man and to not go out and pursue the absolute excellence in every single one of those areas. Do you know what it's like to chisel your body down into a sculpture and to have the physical strength and capability and mobility and flexibility to, to dominate a man in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like, do you feel confident to have a hand-to-hand -hand combat in, in survival, in sport, to protect your family if you were to go to war? Mentally, do you feel like you could you could discern the room and intelligently dissect and and just eliminate any type of issues and problems that present themselves in a room? Like, do you feel like you have the intelligence, you've developed the intelligence to do so, and the spiritual and emotional stability to remain stoic at all times and to process things with that intelligence and sto stoicism, to process things in a calm mind and, and just completely wizard your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's like, 
it would be a disgrace for you not to do something even remotely close to that. Even women as 100%. well. It's like finding your your peak as a woman and your role that you play in life and your feminism, your your toxic feminism should be represented in feminine success, not feminine you know attack and destruction. A toxic masculinity only exists when men start to hurt things. Other than that, toxic masculinity doesn't exist. You can't be too much of a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? As you cannot be too much of a woman. We only become truly toxic when we start to to add cancer to the society and world that we live in and to the home that we live in. Mm-hmm. 100%. Dope. So, another episode of Adversity King. Stay tuned. Another episode of Strip Mall Paycheck Fridays. Get this cleaned up. If you guys have any comments, suggestions, guests you want to see, make sure you like, subscribe to Adversity Kings, and just know we are hiring out of Chicago. Preferably Chicago. We will... We will hire some people virtually, but we, we're looking for people in Chicago. We're opening an office in Miami. Hit us up if you're buying. Wait, real quick, real quick, because yes. this is going to come out. What is your team going to do in October? They're shooting for, uh, I want to double it, so 160K. That's my goal. Um, yeah, it's a goal, 160. I thought you were going to say 400, dude. Yeah. Double, double. With the standard. way you're recruiting right now, the pipeline you have, how many people you got in your pipeline, bro? Man, probably like 20 out there. I think you got more than that. Oh, I, I like to under promise. When do you yeah, think you're yeah. going to hit this MGA promotion? September 1st, 100%. September 1st? Yeah. I but think we just need the keepers. He already well, got the production. Got the, we just need the keepers. The, yeah, I just need the keepers. We just need like two or three more keepers, and then Damn. he's good. Yeah. And Sam's about to be a keeper. Connor Davis is – they're literally – both of them are is 200 your, ALP your, away from a keeper. And then Saw Hill's – executive producer. Is your EP deal going to be solid after he's promoted? Uh-huh. Who's, I already rebuilt it. I got eight people now. Who? Uh, so I got dude from Texas who's taking his test, Muhammad and Kassar, which both of them just passed their test, did their onboarding. And then I got uh, the dude, uh, you know, Mikey Thompson, the one that uh, he hit you up on yeah. the before? Yeah, so he, I hired him and his wife, bro. He's making like 185K through real estate. He's coming up here in 10 days. He's about to be taking his test, already done with his course pretty much. Was that me or who was that? Aaliyah. No, I'm just playing. But uh, so connected. I got about, and then I just hired that, uh, that other dude that uh, thought we was going to rob him. So, uh, oh, he was yeah. good. I yeah. liked him. Yeah, bro. So that's eight. That's eight. I yeah. rebuilt eight more people, bro. So we got a pipeline too. Now so. you gotta get your other little people to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get get eight people in here. Get Connor and Kanan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kanan looked like he just trying to be a rap star. <laughs> yeah, Kanan. <laughs> we gotta get him to dress uh dress a little bit more professionally, bro. But um, uh, he's bro. came back, dude. He went to Texas. Saw his girl. He came back yesterday. He closed fourteen hundred yesterday. As soon as he came back, oh, and let's shit, go so. about to text him. But um, this is one of my favorite episodes. Fire. I don't know so uh, if it'll get released, but yeah, it's fire. Cool. Okay. Left hand. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm not left-handed. Only whenever cool. I need to be with the Let's throat. Let's go. Good work, boys.